0: Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. We're in a series that I'm doing that will last as long as the Lord tells me, maybe all year. Uh, I might talk about this, but we're just talking about sonship, okay, and what it is, and how it plays out, and man, the the further I go, the deeper this thing gets. So, we'll just see where it goes. Um, what I'm going to say today is going to be built upon some things I've said before. So, if I say something, you're going, I am not tracking. Um, check out our podcast. Ask questions. Maybe grab somebody that's been around for a while, and we'll just do our best to bring it up to speed. Okay, sound good? So let's. We're going to talk about sunship and take this further today. And I'm just going to go as fast as I can. Man, that what a beautiful time this morning, right? Wow. Uh, one, my friend Ray Hughes, he he prayed over us and over me last time he was here. He said, Jason, may the song of the Lord in your heart become a terror to the enemy in your soul. Amen. Right? And I think that ties with what we just read about in, or, or what I read earlier in Isaiah, because The song of the Lord in your heart is a terror to the enemy because he knows when you sing, the Father fights. So may the song of the Lord in your heart be a terror to every lie in your soul. So just keep singing, keep going, yeah? Wow, wow, wow. Has nothing to do with what I was talking about, but that's okay let's let's look at this romans eight fourteen we're talking about sonship for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God, the spirit you received so when you really step into sonship as a son or daughter, you actually receive a spirit right it 's just what it says so we just, I know i for some people that's just uncomfortable i 'm not sure about the spirit stuff well let's just be comfortable with that. The spirit is a spirit of, of adoption. It's the spirit of God. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you to bring about sonship into your life, you receive a spirit, and that's adoption. Yeah? With me? You need to talk back at me so I don't just like fall asleep. All right. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. That's where we get that phrase. And by him we cry, Abba, Father, in our language, that's just Papa, Daddy. That's what that is. I remember when I first started praying and addressing God that way, it felt really uncomfortable and informal, and how dare I do so? But the Lord just began to encourage me, Son, I need you to get to know me as Papa, as Daddy. So just... Talk to me that way. And man, you have permission to do that. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Okay, pause. What is an heir? An heir is, is a son. An heir is one who has an inheritance that he is to receive, an inheritance that is stored up for him. So if you are joined with Christ, if you are an heir, a co-heir with Christ, then everything that is his is also yours to share. That's good news for some, right? So what the Father has for him is mine. What you mean in, in terms of sharing in the Godhead? No, 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 no. Hear what I'm saying. In terms of Jesus, the Son, the man, right? Right? As he was an heir in the kingdom, so are we, right? You tracking with me there? I, I just don't want to confuse. Some people get confused like, are you saying I'm God? No, 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 no. He stands alone as the only begotten son of the Father, right? Okay, okay, we're, we're clear there. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Wow, we get to share in his glory. Whoa. Whoa. I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. And, and check this, for, cre- for the creation waits an eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. And I want to camp on that for a minute. For the creation waits an eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. And the more I meditate on that passage, and specifically that verse, the more I realize how true it really is. In fact, I'm fairly certain that it's even more true than we have imagination for. And that cry for sons and daughters to wake up and realize who they are is showing up all over uh, culture today. And it's manifesting itself in so many different ways. If you look at every sphere of culture, I believe you'll you'll see this cry for sons and daughters to be revealed. Uh, Specifically this morning, as an artist myself, I want to look at how I'm seeing this play out in the arts. And, And I'll tell you, and this will make sense as we get through this, but there's... There's so many artists and creatives today that they think that they're just creating good art, but the truth is they're prophetically declaring something over a people. And I'll, and I'll show you what I mean. And get that. If you're an artist, if you're a creative, when you get these ideas, hey, I want to do this, create that, make that, you think you're just creating good art. No, 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 no. It's the Spirit of God inside of you, and you're prophesying something. And and here's what I mean. I'll, I'll take this further. We look at the arts today, and almost every everywhere we look. For instance, we look at our fashion, right? And, and today, what we see is this. Um, we have this growing obsession with that, like the vintage throwback look, right? It's we want the old haircuts and the old look and the whole the let's right. You have you seen this? Am I alone? You, you might hate it, but at least you've seen it, right? I'll, I'll just be honest for myself. I just want to be clear. As I go through this, I'm not picking on it. In fact, I'm a fan. I, I like it. I enjoy it. I'm into it. That's just my thing. I'm, I'm into it. And, and so we see it all over the place, right? We, we see it in, in music right now, producers all over the place. There's this quest and desire to capture the old sound. So we're recording with tape again and old vintage microphones. Let's get the old sound coming back, right? And we, we love, we're obsessed with, like, we're in, as a culture, we're like, forget every machine. Everything I use, I want it to be handmade. Like, I will hammer a car. I don't want it, that's a joke. And I, we're just obsessed with that. And what's going on there? Is it just good art, or is there something underneath it? I'll tell you, my friend Jared, Jared, wave. Just wave for me. He is, this is what's awesome. He is an amazingly gifted, talented photographer. Like, if you need an awesome photographer, call Jared and .com. I'll get you that later. Anyway, but what's, what's crazy, though, I mean, he's so talented. And I'm sorry I didn't tell you I was going to do this, but people pay Jared all kinds of money to take Polaroid pictures, the old film. I want Polaroid in black and white, like old school. It's got to be old. What is that about? And for some, we think it's, oh, just good art and the current trend and the current fad. No, no, no. He's actually prophesying something. And here's what I believe it is. The, the, the Father is starting to show us as a people in a time, in a culture where we are, we're unsatisfied in our present, we fear our future, and so we're trying to go back to our past. And there's this knowing in the hearts and minds of people that as we have moved on as a culture, we left something behind in our past that was really important. And so what's really showing up is this quest to return. Man, we gotta go back to all of our goods and technology and stuff. And I think as I'm coming alive again in God as, as He's healing me, as He's healing my broken heart, I'm starting to get in touch with some stuff that maybe I left behind and walked away from that I, I shouldn't have. And so there's this great rebuilding that the Father is doing right now in the Western Church. And it is for us the adventure of a lifetime. I mean, it is just a brilliant time to, to be alive. Let me give you this a little bit further. Go to Isaiah 61. Whoa, 1122. Okay. I'm going to do my best here. I'll just say this as I go along. If... I'm going to try to keep it short, but if I do run a bit long and you need to go grab your kids, just feel free. Go do that. Okay. Isaiah 61, 1. Um, this is an important, important thing before we get further into this. The, the great prophet Isaiah, he declares the, the, the mission, the mantle, the calling on his life, right? You with me? And he says this, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is on me. Because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news. Everyone with me? Okay. So the great prophet Isaiah writes down, he declares the mission and calling over his life. And he was talking about himself. Uh, Some would say, well, he was also prophetically talking about Jesus. I I believe that, but I, I don't know. But we do know he was talking about himself, right? And then Jesus, fast forward, he comes in in the Gospels, he walks into the synagogue, right? He opens the scroll, he reads from Isaiah 61, and he says, the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. He reads the great words of the prophet Isaiah, and he sits down, and then he says to them, I tell you the truth, this today this has been fulfilled in your hearing. And they're like, oh, what did he just do? He just disrespected the great prophet. Are you saying, Jesus, that this that was about you and not Isaiah? And Jesus wasn't saying it wasn't true about Isaiah. Here's what I think he was modeling for us and showing us as a son. He was saying, no, 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 no. It was certainly true of Isaiah. He proclaimed his mission and calling, and Isaiah was a son, and he was a part of the kingdom, and he was a part of my spiritual family. And so it was true of Isaiah, but I'm telling you, it's also true of me right now. And what was his is mine. Okay, we need to get that so that we can go forward. So you, as a son and daughter of God, you have permission to declare over your life, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. Okay. And he declares his mission. He says, the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Let me just tell you this too. You you can't give and minister what you haven't been given. So here's this great thing. If this is your calling, if this is God's promise to work through you, then it's also his promise to work this in you. So I I can tell you, as a son of God, you know, in my past, I had places where I was in captive. I was captive and in chain and had bondage and had my stuff. I just want to testify that it's not something I hope for, but God has set me free. He's just absolutely set me free from my junk. And now it's mine. I own it, and it's free to give away. Okay, so Isaiah is saying this is what God has called us to do as sons and daughters, and, and he moves on. Ooh, time, let's okay. Verse three. Here's where I want to get. They will be called. Now, I'm going to talk about they in a minute. Who are they? He says, They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. Are you getting this? What? They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. And so this is a sonship issue, and it's a sonship passage here. And I'll explain. So we see two movements in Isaiah 61. And the first part is, I'm coming to broken, um, torn down, beat up captive sons and daughters, and me and the father and uh, the rest of sons and daughters, we're going to come alongside them, heal them, restore them, let them, like, see them come awake and come alive again, and once that happens, when when that takes place, the spirit of adoption comes on, and then we're going to take this journey, and we're going to start to rebuild. So God's invitation for you isn't to come and just get forgiven for your sins. His invitation for you isn't to come and just be healed and restored, but the And once that happens, his invitation is is like, now let's take a ride. Let's go saddle up your horse, son, because now we're going to rebuild everything that is in ruins together. Right? And this is tied to sonship, and sonship is the key. And here's why. Ruins, ancient ruins. This is talking about a place, a country, a homeland. Do you get that? An inheritance. Do you get that? So here's the thing. This orphan, for those that are still carrying in their hearts, man, maybe they believe in Jesus. They even believe in the the forgiveness of sins. But in in their hearts, there's still this place where they haven't um, uh, overcome the orphan spirit. Can I use that language? Do you know what I mean? And so here's what the Lord's showing me. this this homeland, these ancient ruins, how can an orphan rebuild what he can't find? How can an orphan locate what he knows nothing about? Orphans have no homeland. Orphans have no inheritance. They're orphans. When you're an orphan, you're fatherless. When you're fatherless, you have no spiritual inheritance. When you have no spiritual inheritance, there are no ruins; therefore, nothing to rebuild. You tracking? But then something happens when the spirit of adoption comes on a person. All of a sudden, the the dots start connecting, and we awaken to things, and we go, "Wait a minute." All of a sudden, you become one who can tell the stories of old and you remember what is yours. Yeah? And so here's what's so important the sonship issue is huge. This spirit of adoption is huge because without this, here's the deal. Your spiritual inheritance, you have one. God has for you a spiritual inheritance. And until you come into a place of sonship, until the spirit of adoption transforms your mind and heart and life, right? No amount of prayer, no amount of singing and dancing, no amount of shouting, no amount of scripture uh, reading can unlock for you your inheritance, Do you see that? Like, only sonship can unlock your inheritance. So you can scream and shout and dance, but your inheritance still remains locked up. But when the spirit of adoption comes upon you, now I can unlock the whole thing, and it's mine. That was the prodigal son story, right? Remember the older brother? He's whining, complaining about the goat his father wouldn't give him. Carrying the heart of the orphan, right? Right? And the father was trying to give him a key. Son, if you become a son in your heart and in your spirit, you'll realize that while you've been complaining this whole time about a goat, the whole farm is yours. When the spirit of adoption comes on you, you awaken to what is yours. Now, all of a sudden, I can locate the ruins and, and it says, they will rebuild the ancient ruins. Who are they? They are healed and restored sons and daughters. It doesn't say the father will rebuild the ancient ruins. And although understand it is in his might and his strength, right? But it's the glory of God to reveal them and the glory of sons to rebuild them. So this gets fun, doesn't it? This gets so fun. I get to throw away my prison clothes, clothes, put on the robes of a son and the ring, and all of a sudden, poof, all that whoa, ancient ruins, inheritance, history, whoa, and and then now the father goes, all right, let's rebuild. Everyone, everyone, everyone. Man, I'm going over. All right, you have ruins that need to be rebuilt. The church, the Western church, there are ruins in the Western church right now that the Father is inviting us to rebuild. And they're all over the place. There's a whole bunch of ruins, and this shouldn't dishearten us. This should encourage us. This is a great time to be alive. Don't be overwhelmed by the ruins that need to be rebuilt. Sons don't do that. Sons are just stoked for the adventure, right? So we can just have fun with this because it's in his strength and his might. But there's just all, here's a few ruins that, have, uh, that I've been rebuilding in my life. I'll just say that, okay? Here's some ruins that I've been rebuilding. What, what about just a hunger for God's word in time alone with him? Could we just rebuild that in the Western church? What, what about, um, Scripture says that I have the mind of Christ. And, and I went through a season of my life where, uh, Megan will tell you, I literally thought I was going crazy, and I think I did. Just total mental and emotional breakdown, right? So, the mind of Christ. What about just complete and total mental and emotional health what if we rebuilt that in the church today what about um just this here's a ruin that i've been rebuilding and it's just been beautiful what about just the pursuit of a righteous and set-apart lifestyle before the lord I know his grace is good and he forgives and he loves us wherever we're at. And even if we're stuck in sin, like he loves us there too. But what about rebuilding that ruin where I'm just going to pursue, Lord, and rebuild a holy, devoted, set-apart lifestyle to you, Lord, where I just, I just, I just want to be obedient to you, Father. I just want to obey you just want to please you, Papa. I know you're proud, but God, I just want to make you just smile, be set apart to you. Yeah? What about making the gathering of the local church to worship on a Sunday morning a sacred and holy event? You know, it's not where it's not the show and it's not, right, like, I'll take a pass, whatever. But do you think of the days, like, awaken in your heart and mind to the days and stories of old when the family of God would meet on a Sunday morning and it was a holy and sacred occasion. Let's rebuild that together. Here's a ruin in the church that sons and daughters are rebuilding, and it, it tweaks some people, but what about this belief that my God can do anything? What about that? Like, uh, with my papa at my side and me at his, the supernatural is natural. Let's rebuild that. Why? Because it's ours. Right? And there, there needs to be this righteous, holy sort of thing that stirs up inside of us where we approach all the forces of darkness and just say, hey, 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 give me back my stuff. Right? Give me my stuff back. we march into the city and go, this isn't your place. Get out. Give me my stuff. (laughs) And this is your invitation, everybody. (laughs) And it's going to be wild. As the song says, it's going to be great. And it's going to be full of him. See, there is this exchange, you know. I, I remember Graham Cook talked about this, this give me back my stuff. And we, we need to reverse something because we want to hold on to Jesus' stuff, right? And we want, we want him to keep our stuff. And What I mean is this. I remember Graham talked about this. Our, our fears, our bondage, our addictions, our disappointments. Like, do you know that's Jesus' stuff? He paid for it, right? All your sin, all your junk, Jesus paid for it. And so Jesus comes up to you and he says, son, give me back my stuff. And then let me give you your stuff. And that is a robe of righteousness, authority as a son and daughter. So we get to go, all right, Jesus, here's your stuff pack. Now give me back my stuff. (laughs) I've been getting my stuff back over the last few years. Like there was a time where I felt like I totally lost my stuff. And I didn't know if I would ever relocate it. And the heart of an orphan... Became the healed heart of a son, and then I was able to find my stuff and go take it back. And that is your journey, your invitation, your promise. I mean, the stuff's waiting there, and it, and it will always be there. All you got to do is decide to like. Let's just do it then. Let's okay. But uh, here's what I'm going to do. We're um, running way late. If you need to grab your kids, do that. Hey, even if you want to grab them and come back, you can do that. But I want to do a prayer line. And I'm going to have especially the papas in our house, you know. I want you guys to come and tell you what, just the ministry, too. And um, dad, would you guys form two lines? And here's what I want to get into. Paul talked about this so this is scripture right Paul talked about receiving this spirit of adoption right and so I just want to invite you this morning for those of you that are here that might just say you know what i don't i'm i'm just not sure if the orphan places have been traded for a spirit of adoption i 'm just not sure that exchange has totally happened and, it, and it's time that it does And so I'm just going to invite these guys to pray over you if you want to if, if you don't that's fine but am just going to walk through and they're going to pray over you that that a spirit of adoption would be imparted over your life and then of course if um, you want prayer for anything else too that's great the, the team will be here but I'm gonna pray and um, let's make this kind of a like a you know let's just really respect what's going on in the room right so if we want to talk we can go out there and do so and if when I pray if you're ready to go you're totally free to go I would just say I love you thanks for being here um, if you're gonna leave man I hope to see you next week but if you want to stay stay and so let's bow in prayer and if you're gonna go go if not hang out a while and we'll just enjoy the Lord Papa thank you for this time just that you're just a you're the best dad ever you're brilliant you're perfect in everything you do <laughs> you're perfect in everything you do and I pray for a spirit of adoption to rest on this church family in the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus, let a spirit of adoption rest on this house, and every orphan place would be healed, and that we would be a people that rebuilds every ruin, every ruin. We want our stuff back, Father. And we want to give you your stuff. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you want to come, you come.